everyone, I'm Rachel Poli with Irene Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We're on episode 60, and this week's question is, what are some good self-care tips for writers? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. If you enjoy our episode, please give it a like. All right, so this week we're talking about self-care because self-care is super important, and as writers, we're not really good at self-care. We often forget to shower or we forget to eat or we stay up all hours of the night trying to write. And then the next day we complain about how we got nothing written. But also, especially now, whereas, you know, we've been in a global pandemic for over a year at this point, self-care is more important now than ever. So my first tip is to take a day off. This can be a specific day of the week or you can schedule in random days off here and there. It's super important to take a day off once in a while because as writers, there's so we have so much on our plate as writers, whether we're writing our own novels or we're scheduling blog articles or social media posts, or we're just scrolling through social media, engaging with our audience and things like that. And that's a lot of screen time and it's a lot of it's a lot of thinking, (laughs) which kind of which does, you know. That sounds weird, but it's it's a lot of thinking and sometimes you just need you just need a day to sit on the couch and watch a movie or read a book for fun, not for necessarily a book review, just read a book for fun and yeah, just give your give yourself a break. Just take a day. I totally agree, despite the fact that I do not do that yet. <laughs> Especially for the last few I want to say months. I have actually been working seven days a week, which is really bad. And I know it's bad. And I know I end up with burnout. But it's one of those things where you kind of get it in your head, like just just a bit more and I'll just catch up. And there is no catch up. There is no such thing as catch up. You are forever running on the treadmill. So yeah, I think you're right. You have to schedule a day to just shut everything off and, and sort of sit back. I think that's probably one of the hardest things to do, though. <laughs> I mean, because like you, I've been working seven days a week as well. And part of that isn't even always writing because I do a lot of stuff for my church. So I do things on Sundays. And I do want to get to a point where I can take the weekends off and just work Monday through Friday. Uh, but right now there's just way too much to do. And there aren't enough hours in the day. But time management. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact we're here giving advice about good self-care and so far we're like you know the fact it's like no we don't even do this it's like this is our advice but we don't follow it isn't that every <laughs> podcast episode though <laughs> it's like don't be like us be better yeah disclaimer take our advice with a grain of salt <laughs> <laughs> okay so my first tip is to shut your brain off which I know sounds like completely difficult thing to do but it really is important because I think as writers we are always just constantly ticking over with ideas and thoughts and dialogue and oh do I need to do this and when has that got to be done and I think I think a lot of that actually happens unconsciously but it's still sort of like chuddering at the back so it's just it's so it's chuddering at the back of our minds so I think to make a conscious effort to separate yourself from that like watch a movie but don't don't mess with your phone. Don't be making notes. Don't be thinking about anything. Actually watch the movie. Play a game. Do something really immersive that takes your mind off the writing. 
Otherwise, those ideas and issues and plot points and plot holes and, and shunning characters are just going to always be there. And to be honest, it can be nice to kind of take away the noise, which I think they, they do cause a lot of noise. Oh, for sure. I mean, the, and you know what, it's really hard to just shut your brain off, but I agree with you because uh, we've been having internet problems lately. And whenever I'm waiting for Disney Plus to load up and the, it's buffering, what do I do? I go on TikTok because that's going to help the internet for one. But also I can't wait just three minutes for, you know, the TV to work. I mean, come on, like when did our attention spans get so bad? Seriously. That is so true. It's, it's like I do it on the on the computer more. It's like I'll be doing something and it's loading or whatever, like literally four seconds. And it's like, well, I've got to open another tab. I've got to look at something else. And then I've got 12 tabs open and I'm bouncing between all of them and I'm getting nothing done. If I just wait and just sort of sit back and take a breath for the first, and then it's like, oh, the first one still hasn't loaded. It's like maybe because there's 12 other tabs open. Just a possibility. I do so. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, obviously the, the digital age has caused a lot of issues with, with focus. There's been a lot of studies on it and there's books out there that talk about how we have got like a really reduced um, attention span now and, and how we're, we're constantly, you know, looking for those quick flashes of like dopamine and the quick, like, we want it now. I mean, that's, there you are, TikTok. That is another reason why that's done so well. It's like, what, 16 seconds? Because that's literally how much our, our brain can do before we're moving on to the next thing. You know, it's, I think, I think we even said like uh, most, most videos people watch for like eight minutes. That's it. Eight minutes. We can barely give more than eight minutes. So yeah. So take your time, shut your brain off. And, and my recommendation with that is if you write something specific, if you write fantasy, if you write horror, if you write thriller and you're watching a movie, don't watch fantasy or horror or thriller. It triggers more thoughts, more ideas, more details. So Avoid those and watch something else. You'll find you're actually able to immerse yourself deeper if it's not something, if it's not a genre that you actually write. That's my tip. That's a good idea, but I don't follow that at all. Usually, when I when I'm taking a break from writing and I decide to watch a movie or something, I I gravitate towards the same TV shows and movies that I've already watched a million times. And these are all things that have inspired my writing in some way or another. But yeah, sometimes it, it's good. You just need to sit back and unwind for a little bit. And another way to do that, you want to schedule eating and shower breaks during long writing sessions, because as I mentioned earlier, that's a lot of screen time. And also you just need to take care of your body in other ways. Like you need to step away from your writing mentally, but also physically too. Like you, you gotta, you gotta eat. You got to shower because you're going to stink and nobody wants that. You don't want that. So I think that's another way that you can shut your brain off when you just go into the kitchen and cook yourself something, whatever you want, just cook. And then you can just focus on the cooking. And that in itself is a break, even though it's like, it's still kind of work. I, I don't know, like for me, I avoid cooking a lot of things because I don't feel like putting in the time. Like if I want to eat, I just want to eat. I don't want to do any of the prep work, but it's, it's still a, it's still a break. And even in the shower, 
Like everybody comes up with like these brilliant writing ideas in the shower, but you're still away from the screen and you're just, you're, you're alone. You're having some me time. I, I like that because I am awful for eating on time or ever. I can go long periods of time without eating because I don't have a, a massive, uh, I don't have a palate that's like, oh, wow, food, yay, it tastes awesome. I Most of the time I will eat for sustenance, that's it. Um, even though my partner makes absolutely amazing food, one, when, I, when he makes it and I'm eating it, it's like, wow, this is incredible, but I don't actively think I am hungry I want to eat awesome food it's like it doesn't even register that I am hungry for hours so I have to make sure I, I do have breaks to, to eat and drink and everything and that's why I, I don't like I don't keep like a flask on my desk I did consider it once making a flask of tea but then I would never ever get up so what I do is I have alarms on my phone that tell me you need to go and get a cup of tea and obviously grab some toast grab some nuts grab some you know snacks or, or sandwich something that kind of makes me eat throughout the day and it's weird I do need those alarms otherwise I would just not do it and I'm going to piggyback on on yours and say with long writing sessions, it's, I know it's, it's kind of the idea a lot of people have is, well, I'll, I'll, get, I'll make a lot of snacks and I'll bring them up and then I can be eating throughout the day. The problem is we sit too much. It is really detrimental to your health is sitting for long periods of time. Um, there was a, a lady who, I think she worked with like NASA astronauts about this sort of thing, some, doctor or scientist. I can't remember her name. I did have a video somewhere. I will put it down in the description below as soon as I find it. And she did a study on it. And she said, even just standing up for a few minutes, every 30 minutes will have a drastic effect on your health regarding the whole sitting too long. And I think now that we're all working, a lot of us, sorry, now that a lot of us are working from home, we're spending a lot of time on screens. We're not getting out as much because let's be honest, we can't go out as much. There's nowhere to go. We can't do anything you need to take that time to be getting up from your seat. So either have an alarm, like a, like a, sorry. So either have an alarm or an app that sort of like makes a little ding to remind you to just stand up, just stand up, have a stretch and sit back down. That's all you need to do. You just need to move a little bit. Or every hour, every hour and a half, get up from your desk, go downstairs, refresh your drink, grab some snacks, try it in healthy, you know, healthy nuts, carrot sticks, I don't know, something like that. Let's be honest, we're all going to reach for the chocolate muffin. But <laughs> do that and then come back up and, and have those breaks because that is important too. So if you schedule in your eating, you know, at least it, it makes you get up off your chair, which is also important. I like that you said that because as of recording this episode right now, I am standing and I never thought if that was doing anything. Obviously, I know that sitting too long is really bad for you, but just standing, it's like, I'm not moving. I'm not doing squats or anything. I'm not walking around. Although you should see me when I'm editing a podcast episode, I'm all over the place in my room. But I never thought that just simply standing is doing anything. So that actually makes me feel a lot better that I am doing something that's good for me. Didn't realize it, but I... But it's true, you, you do need to get up once in a while. I mean, having too much screen time isn't a good thing, but also sitting down for long periods of time isn't good at all. And I mean, yeah, we are, none of us can go anywhere, 
but at the same time if you have a nice neighborhood that you can walk around like just even even if it's just five minutes just get outside get some fresh air and just take take a walk yeah that's it and and just on on that it's like if you're sitting all day that's really bad if you're standing all day that's really bad it's the it's the mix so you get people who have like a standing desk and they'll stand for about half the day they'll sit for half the day or like as you said with when you do the editing the podcast sometimes you're standing sometimes you're start walking sometimes you're moving it's it's that kind of little bit of change because it's you just yeah things get compressed like you know your vessels and things like I don't know that's the science part I don't get but yeah we'll find that video so again piggybacking on that do something physical like Rachel said get outside go for a walk if you've got a dog perfect excuse take it for a walk do a five minute exercise thing there's loads of them on, on YouTube like a five minute aerobics moment or or yoga, like, you know, five minute yoga session. I tried one of them recently because I do yoga, but I tried a new one I'd never tried. And five minutes felt like three hours. And I was like gasping because some of those stretches were way more painful than I was used to. <laughs> or you could just do something creative with your hands. You know, writing's very mental. You're in your head a lot. So do something that's creative, but not in your head, you know, whether it's drawing or sculpting or, you know, card making or scrapbooking I don't care just try something different where you're not in your head as much it's more you know physical with your hands it's all about moving around you know just speaking of editing podcast episodes and stuff I have to say that is my exercise time That's when we do really well not screwing up and flubbing our words and I just need to listen to the episode and there's very little editing to do like that's when I'm like pacing my room and I'm doing squats and I'm like, that's my exercise time. And I am, I'm doing yoga while I'm listening to us talk about whatever it is we talk about. <laughs> but yeah, you get, you got to get up and you got to get moving and it'll just, and it's not even, it's not even the fact of taking a break from writing, just doing something physical. It'll just do wonders for your mood you know, just getting up and moving your body because, you know, we can get so stiff after a while and it just, I don't know, it just puts you in a good mood. I don't know what it is. What is it? Dopamine? Dope? What? what? Yeah. Dopamine. Yeah. That stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, just get up, walk around, eat good food, take a shower, don't smell. I have to admit there have been some there have been times where I've like actually forgotten to take a shower. You talked about setting alarms so that you can get up and go get yourself a cup of tea. And I have had to like schedule in shower like I put showering on my to do list because otherwise I will actually forget to shower. <laughs> Thing is, we, we have a horrible shower. I mean, it's not the same as it was. If you listen to one of the earlier episodes, uh, I mentioned our shower screams like a banshee in pain. It's not like that anymore. We, we changed our heating system. We got a new shower. The shower is awesome. However, it's still in our crappy, crappy bathroom, which is a wet room, a badly made wet room. That, and when they say wet room, wet everywhere. The, the shower water gets everywhere because they didn't do it very well. So every inch of the, of the bathroom gets soaking wet. And it's horrible because then you have to dry everything off. And it's, it's just, it's a horrible thing. It's not an enjoyable place, and not an enjoyable shower. So it, it is hard because I, I was like, oh, do I really want to shower tonight? No, I'll leave it for tomorrow. <laughs> so. All right. That, I don't blame you on that one. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that either. Um, I'm terrible at self-care. I've been trying to get better at it. But something that I try to do whenever I feel stuck or I just need a break or something, and sometimes it's hard to relax. It's hard to take those breaks. And on those days when I'm really feeling like I can't have a break, which is which is bad thinking, but you know, on those days, what I try to do is I plan or I brainstorm and I make lists because I love lists. And if I'm working on my own books, I'll brainstorm ideas or I'll recreate outlines and work on my characters or reread what I wrote or anything like that. Or if there's something else that I need to do for my blog, I'll plan some articles out and do things like that. I won't actually do it, but sometimes just the planning and the brainstorming can is kind of a break enough. Does that make sense? But it yes. works for me. That's that's good though, because I think I think a lot of people, a lot of writers, they sort of like they think they have to be writing all the time, all the time, all the time. And it's like, and then they try and like squeeze in things like brainstorming. And it's like brainstorming, planning, list making, it's all part of the of the process. It's all part of kind of getting your systems in place and your schedule working for you. So yeah, I think that's totally good self-care rather than just like constantly, you know, running on the treadmill, trying to get as much done. Not treadmill as in literally, I'm talking like a life treadmill of like, oh my God, I've got so much to do, I'm not getting anywhere. So yeah, stepping back, take it, making a plan is actually really good because it, it kind of frees up your brain a little bit from all the, the noise of all the things going, you need to do so much stuff. So yeah, I think that's a good point. Okay, with my last point, I'm going to sidestep and say, don't compare yourself to others. I think that's a very important self-care tip. I see writers all the time pushing themselves constantly because they saw another writer that they liked who's written four books in two months, or maybe they're 100% active on every single social media outlet that's boosting their writing and it's doing brilliantly and they're they're just handling it so well. And I've seen people chase that. But the problem is we don't know what other people are dealing with. We don't know how much help they have. We don't know what their living situation is like. You know, maybe they have no kids. Maybe they have help with their kids. Maybe they, you know, they live alone. Maybe they don't. Maybe they really do have kids and pets and, and they're a carer for somebody and they still manage it. But everyone is different. Everyone has different energy levels. Everyone has different focus. Everyone has different responsibilities. And the more we look to other people and go, I want that. I need to do exactly what they did is very damaging. It's, we all need to find our own path and work with our own ebb and flow, our own energies, our own abilities. <laughs> like, again, like if you don't know what somebody's experience is, I mean, I've seen people who've done incredible on social media, but then you find out for like the last 10 years, they were a social media guru, Fortune 500 company or something. So they might be crushing it, because of an experience they had or, or abilities they had or, or skills that they learned. So you can't measure yourself against that. And I think it's so detrimental to do it. And it can kind of force you to push and push and push and push and burn out. So stop it. It's not worth it. You don't know what's going on with anyone else. They don't know what's going on with you. There might be somebody looking at you going, oh my God, look how much they've done. And chase, chase, chase. We don't want to do that with anything. You don't need to compare yourself. It's not a race. Okay. It's really not. Just find your own flow, find the best thing that works for you, do what you can in the time and space and energy you have, 
and let the rest go. It doesn't have to all be done immediately. This is absolutely so difficult to get in your head, but this is such excellent advice to not compare yourself to others and to slow down, take a breath, go at your own pace, everything that you just said. Also, something that I feel like writers tend to do, we try to do everything ourselves either. Like as as indie authors, I know it's it's expensive. We got to save up for book cover artists. We got to save up for editors. And then there's just the time piece. But there are just some things that you can't do yourself. Like you have, you need to ask for help. That that's my point. You gotta you gotta know when to ask for help. That is a good point, and it's really hard because I think we've all kind of grown up with this concept of we don't need to ask for help. We can do everything ourselves, and it's crap really crap and as much as we'd all love to have our own personal assistant doing a lot of this crap for us while we don't have that option it doesn't mean we have to do everything ourselves Rachel is totally right there is always someone who can help out it can be family members partners friends it can be other people on the internet like if you're struggling with something that you're not sure how to do it ask put it out on social media reach out to a couple of writer friends or just a couple of writers that you've followed and and, and like how they do things what's the worst they can say they can say no that's okay they're allowed to say no just find somebody else eventually someone will give you the answer i guarantee it as i said we're we are a nice bunch most of the writers this is how we make friends guys <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and, and i get it's hard because who knows your book better than yourself it is it's hard to it's hard not to compare yourself to others it's hard to ask for help but sometimes you just need that. If you're struggling to ask for help or to, you know, you keep comparing yourself to others, this is the time that you need to put in some self-care practices. Take a break, step away, and just, you know, plan your own stuff. Go get a snack, go get a healthy snack, go take a walk, just step away and take a break. So with that said, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Do let us know some good self-care tips for writers in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag The Merry Writer Podcast. And if you want to get some extra content, you can head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Merry Writer Podcast. You can support our show and for as little as $1 a month, you can get extra bonus content, including mini episodes. So tune in next week for another episode of the Mary Writer Podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Shiny Objects. We're easily distracted. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.